What if I told you that the answer to some of your most pressing questions as a marketer or leader is a really good story? My name is Kelly Parker, and after spending over a decade bringing stories to life as a speaker, writer, and corporate marketer, I'm here to show you the easy way to create your own stories that connect, break through the clutter, and bring in cold, hard cash. Right here on Business Storytelling Made Easy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is episode 75 of Business Storytelling Made Easy. And today I'm super excited to share with you my interview with Jordan Guyton. Jordan is a social media content expert and curated community building genius. She teaches heart-centered businesses how to use social media content to amplify and monetize their gifts unapologetically. Jordan started her business from scratch in 2020 and since then has generated multiple six figures and grown her Instagram community to 85,000. And this is all organic growth, no ads. So I had a ball talking to Jordan about storytelling on social media. And I left the conversation feeling super free. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of talking about social media and it feels so heavy. It feels like you leave with a list of all the things you're not doing and you need to be doing better and you need to be doing all of the things and you need to be doing them right now. Well, this conversation is the opposite. Jordan highlights for us the importance of authentic content. She talks about building community rather than just trying to get transactions from people. And she talks about playing the long game and being willing to test and measure uh, trial and error to get to the point that we're all trying to get to. So I felt like it was a really empowering conversation for me, and I hope that it is for you, too. Without further ado, here's my chat with Jordan Guyton. Jordan, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for holding space. So, yeah. I'm so grateful. So grateful. I met you last year in paradise in Mexico. <laughs> it was pretty popping. It was pretty, it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah, it was. And ever since then, whenever we get together, it's just like such a, such a blessing. Like it gives me like an energy boost. So super cool to get to talk to you and introduce you to all my friends who are listening. So let us know who you are and what you do. Yeah. So uh, my name is Jordan Guyton, Brandon. I am a content coach and consultant, and our mission really is to equip entrepreneurs, startups, and creators with the basic and over-basic knowledge when it comes to social media to show up unapologetically and generate more revenue in their business. Um, So we're all about you being yourself and making more money. Yes, love it. So one of the things that you shared with me is that you began in business in 2020. Is that right? And since then have generated multiple six figures. Congratulations. I I share in celebrating you and celebrating everything that's happening and is has yet to happen. So I have two, I have a two-part question. What has this journey felt like for you? That's the first part. But the second part is what do you feel like have been the main drivers of growth for you? What has this journey been like for me? The wilderness. Um, It is entrepreneurship is not a game. And I think that entrepreneurship is great, that it's, it's a, it's a great thing that it's available for everyone, but I don't feel like everyone should be an entrepreneur. It is a, 
it is a piece of life that will teach you new things about yourself every single day. Um, as I'm sure every single entrepreneur has had their ups and downs and I can share that same sentiment. Um, but in the same breath, there's nothing else that I would rather be doing um, with my time, with my heart, with my gifts. Um, so it's it's been it's been that we've had our challenges, we've had our growth, we've had our like slow season. Um, I think what has been the catalyst of my growth is just my faith, my faith in God, my faith in knowing that it's not if this happens, it's when this happens and staying in that energy, um, playing in that energy um, and really keeping my head on straight with not allowing my business to become my identity um, and keeping those very, very separate. Um, it's something that I do and something that I enjoy, but it's not who I am. Um, and so I think being who I am has made my business better, if that makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah, we have entrepreneurs that listen and then also those that are working in corporate. And I think what you're saying resonates on so many levels, you know, for both, like whether you're building a business or you're working inside someone else's, whatever that identity is, it can't be your career. It can't be the business or the thing, you know, so I love that you're highlighting the journey and becoming, you know, kind of evolving to that better self as we continue along our path. I love it. So I work with a lot of corporations, marketing, sales teams, et cetera. And I will tell you probably the, the number one question I get when it comes to social media is, what channels should I be on? Tell me what accounts I need to be on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is such a hard question. It's such a case-by-case type of answer. I think that I was actually teaching, I was guest teaching in um, one of my past students' uh, beta cohorts. So it was just very full circle for her to start with me and then start coaching and then have people that have paid and are in her. And it was just such a beautiful moment. And one of the things that I feel like we feel as business owners or corporations is that we have to do all the things. Um, And so doing all the things is exhausting. Um, At times it's unnecessary. And so I always say, go to where your clients are, right? And then if you don't know where your clients are, go to where it feels good to you and start there, right? So if Snapchat does not feel good to me, I don't know what that is. My 17 year old sister does that. That's not for me. TikTok, I've tried it. It's a lot. It's not for me. My playground currently is Instagram and LinkedIn, and that's where my clients are, right? And I started with Facebook, but I got good at Instagram, doubled down on that, and then decided to then put my toe into LinkedIn. Um, So I think it's taking it one step at a time and not trying to do everything at once to build your audience on one platform and build that that loyalty and and those those day oneers that will then follow you to the next platform. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I feel like you just set somebody free because there's so much pressure to do all the things and be great everywhere and take advantage of the next new thing. So that's so wise. Like because you can't do everything at once, at least not do it well. So it ain't it for what? 
Right. (laughs) Right. I know one of your specialties is going live. So live streaming via social. I also know I've talked to enough people to know that some people are terrified of such, (laughs) you know, like video number one, but all the more like going live. So, you know, what kind of tips and tricks and encouragement do you give to people to kind of, you know, start, start? start going yeah. live or improve their efforts. Absolutely. I mean, I'll start by saying it is terrifying. I agree. Guilty. Uh, yes. Um, this also comes from someone who spent 10 years in the entertainment industry. I started in production and TV and casting. I was in front of the camera. I sold a web series to a network that I acted in in 2019. So being in front of the camera was something that was not new to me. Um, and so I thought going live was going to be just this natural sensation, right? That it was, just, yeah. yeah, show up and I'm great. And it was terrifying. And I was sweating and my I would have these big circles under my shirt where my armpits are every single time I hopped off live. And it wasn't until I continued to do it over and over and over and put the reps in that it started to feel more comfortable. Do I still get scared and nervous? Absolutely. Yesterday I hopped off my live and I was like, that was actually fun. Like I was kicking it with my friends. Like it was cool. I was kicking it with my internet besties. And I think that for someone who's just starting, what I always tell my students or my clients is to develop some sort of on-camera ritual. So before you go live, think about what your warm-up feels like to you, right? When we think about working out or we think about getting our minds right for something, there's that little piece of time, that little piece of space that you take up that gets yourself ready. And so some of the things we talk about is listening to your favorite music or I had one student tell me that she gives herself a mirror pep talk to like get herself hyped. I've heard sitting in silence. That's what I do now. I used to listen to music, but because going live takes a lot of my energy. I like to just be in peace before I go live. You could pray, you could meditate, like whatever that feels like to you, for you, um, to get you in that headspace and to kind of calm you and center you. I always recommend doing that and switching it up um, so that you're ready to go and hit that record button. Mm, I love that. It reminds me of like an athlete. When you're ready to like, you know, do something at a high level, you typically have your steps that you take leading up to that moment. And those are the kind of the variables that you can control and you think about how that's going to feel and kind of prepare you mentally. So that makes so much sense. So we were just talking about not having to do all of the things, but are there some like specific benefits to going live? Like, do you feel like every brand should be trying to figure out how to live stream via social Ah, every is like saying always and never. Right. Uh, Again, very case by case. I think that if you are, so I'm speaking to like service providers, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, those that are the face of their business, you're your best case study. I'm speaking to you. Absolutely. That is one of the best ways to get your audience in real time, combat objections. I've once heard it be called your virtual handshake. It's just a great way to uh, articulate uh, how to work with you, one, value in your expertise. Because when you go live, you're automatically on stage, right? That already screams expert. You're on a stage in front of people, and now you're positioning yourself as a thought leader. 
Then you have people who can experience your energy, right? Your tone, the way you show up, that is authentically you, that then gives them the choice to make the decision to spend money. You don't get that from a swipe through post. You don't get that from a quote. You don't get that from a brand photo, right? You honestly get someone's essence um, when they go. That comes when you think about even sales calls, right? You want to get people like this. Yeah. So that you, they, they can give you their truest self. And I think that's what life is. It, it opens your heart. It opens who you're called to serve. And you are kind of that, what's that word? Like a lighthouse for them. Mm-hmm. And if you're meant to be seen by them, they will see you. Uh, and I think that's the perfect way to do it. Oh, that makes so much sense. That's good. Okay. So when I think about a story, I think about the importance of beginning, middle, and end, right? Like it has to make sense. <laughs> So I also think about developing content for social, like it has to tell some sort of cohesive story, like you can't be totally all over the place. So how do you help people that might be feeling all over the place kind of get together a cohesive content strategy? Yeah, I think that takes time, right? I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to get it right when we first start showing up on social for our business or just for fun. I think that you really won't know until you try it all, right? You really won't know what your cohesiveness is unless you do a brain dump and put it all out there, right? And see what your audience resonates with, see what feels good to you, right? In your moments of sharing that personal content, right? Maybe the vulnerable pieces maybe feel a little sticky or crunchy, right? But maybe like the happy cheery, celebrational types of posts feel really good to you. We're talking about certain subjects, right? I think you only see that that cohesiveness personally. And and what I've seen with my students is time. And you have to um, give yourself permission to evolve through this, right? Because there'll be moments where you're like, oh, I always talk about this. Now I'm really scared to talk about this next thing because they only know me but you have to evolve and you have to give yourself permission to try what's on your heart or pivot. Um, so I, I, that's my answer time. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Cause I feel like we do put pressure on ourselves to get the results and we want to see them right away and consistently. Um, and, you know, sometimes organizations have bigger teams and they're yeah. relying on whomever's doing social, like, come on, like get the results. And sometimes we don't have that leeway to play and figure out and test stuff that that is required to really get there. So that makes sense. It's about managing those expectations up front, right? It's about this is a long game. It's about look how long you've been doing it and not getting results. So think how much longer it's going to take for us to get into sync or get in sync so that we can start getting results. I think we have to really start talking about and do a better job as marketers about explaining the long game and explaining the reps that you put in, explaining the crickets for months when you ask for people to vote in your stories or when you go live and nobody shows up. I think we need to talk about that more um, because you have to get your audience in step with you. And if they've been so out of step and out of sync for so long or never, um, we have to get them into that cadence and that takes time. Mm, Amen. (laughs) You mentioned vulnerability, I think Mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. I run into people 
And I sometimes experience this too. It's like you have yourself as a person and then I have my business. And when I'm talking business, I want to be business and I want you to take me seriously. And I want you to take what I'm doing seriously. And sometimes we're afraid to show a little vulnerability because we don't know, like, is there going to be some fallout behind it? Or am I going to be super uncomfortable? Um, Yet I feel there is a need to be authentic. That's what people respond to. They respond to real, you know, so kind of how do you reconcile the two when Mm. you want to present this face of your business, but you do want it to be real, but there's like a tension there, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I think we all kind of feel those moments. Um, I mean, I think it's as simple as ripping the bandaid off, right? Because when we think about the times where we paced back and forth for this one post that we know is going to bring someone breakthrough. And we're like, oh, should I post it? But it's over. I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm actually putting myself there. Oh my God, I don't know what's. And then we post it and people are like, oh my God, thank you so much. And they're in your DMs and they're commenting. It's, it's not being so tied to the performance of your post that you're stuck in this prison of not posting, right? Because at the end of the day, your content is not for you, right? It's for somebody else. It's to help someone else. It's to bring them to breakthrough. It's to give them that aha moment. It's that I see you. That's what that is, right? And so I think that you have to have the mindset of knowing that that's it's just part of the game of that that crunchy, like, uh, I don't know what they say, but it's necessary. It's necessary to humanize brands. Bigger companies need to tell more stories. Um, bigger companies need to get tell stories from people that never get to tell stories, that people that look like us, women, LGBTQ+, like those stories need to be shared through companies um, as uncomfortable as it may feel. Because if you want to build a cohesive culture within your business, Mm-hmm. it's not just business, right? It's yeah. culture and love and whatever your mission and vision values are. Um, so I, I think that strategically it has to be built into um, your content calendar or your, whatever you guys use for content. Sure. I want to revisit what you said. Bigger companies need to tell more stories. Mm-hmm. So when you said that, that stuck with me. And the mindset shift of my content is not for me or my brand or whatever, but it's for whom I'm serving. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we forget that or, you know, you're looking for whatever the return is. Did I get the like? Did I get the affirmation? Did I like, what did it do for me? Right. So that's big. But for someone who's like, yeah, I need to tell more stories on social and they don't have a concept of even what that would look like. Mm-hmm where could they start or what could they be thinking about? Um, well, they can hire me or, you know, right. uh, or I, I think you start with what you like to see, right? Do an inventory of the things that get you to stop or get you to like, or get you to buy. What kind of stories are they one? And then actively seek out somebody who is opposite of you And have a conversation with them, right? And ask them what kind of stories resonate with them and what they're listening to and reading and enjoying and digesting and consuming, right? And do some sort of swap so that we can not just be so 
self-consumed, right? Having different viewpoints in a business and different stories in a business is so beautiful and so important. Um, it's this beautiful symphony that kind of happens. Yeah. And I think just having those conversations with each each other and being open and receptive to those results um, can really start to change the conversation. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I feel the same. Like good stories often come out of conversation or some sort of interaction. Um, so another thing I know about you is you have a very vibrant Instagram community. I think 85,000 deep, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I love it because, again, I feel like you're teaching us. It's not just about these polls or whatever, but literally building community. Mm-hmm. Um So for those of us trying to make that jump, like I'm posting, I don't know, but I, oh man, I would love to have a community where I feel like there's an exchange going on. Like, can you share maybe some of the mindset shifts that you had to, you know, maybe embark upon to (laughs) even look at it this way, to be thinking about community? Yeah, I'm laughing because that's so uncomfortable. Like, I'm laughing because I just don't know where all of these people came from. And it's so weird. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, yeah, it's really weird to hear that back. Um, because yeah. I see it, you know, I see it when I post or it's just weird. Um, yeah, so when I started, I had a little under 6,000 followers. And that was in July of 2020. I've never run an ad. I've never bought followers. I don't, I, I, I don't know where these people come from. And it's, I'm grateful. One of the things that I can speak to in the beginning of my journey, and it's gotten a lot harder because we've grown so fast, but I remember just being so intentional about connecting to who felt connected to me. And so I would spend time sending voice notes and thanking people for following me and joining my community. I would engage with every single person that followed me, I would comment, I would like, like, I was just thirsty for community and so grateful that my content was something that they decided to choose, right? Yeah. Uh, And so I think that we forget, like I said, now it's gotten a lot harder to just keep up with it on a daily basis. But I've met some of my just biggest cheerleaders and then also friends on social from being intentional about the community I'm creating. One. Two, I think I was very intentional over time on who I am called to serve. And for me, I feel like I'm called to serve heart-centered women, service-based businesses, people who are trying to help other people. That's that's where my heart is. And I remember when I started my business, we had, I think it was, I'll have to pull it back up, but I'll pull it, I'll pull it up at the end. But I think we had, I want to say 15% women was my demo. And then the rest were men when I had 6,000 followers. So I had a lot of like, Ayo mob was good. I had a lot of that. <laughs> and I recently had to put my numbers together for a, a brand partnership. And we have 80 six percent women and 14 percent men out of eighty-eight thousand people that have decided to join my community and so to see that shift right to see that whom i'm speaking to is is working the women are here like my girls like they're they're here is 
it blows my mind every time I think about it. But I think it all goes back to that word of intention. I was intentional about building relationships. I was intentional about, you know, being nervous to reach out and say, hey, do you want to have a coffee chat? Or, hey, I love your content. Or thank you for following me. And those are some of the same people that have been with me and pray over me and and support me and buy my programs. And, and it's all about intention. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I, what I'm hearing is like you were sincerely one in community and that's what you got back. And um, it's just great. So last question. Well, second to yeah. last. Yeah. But I'm sure the people are curious about algorithms, algorithms and stuff like that. Like, you know, this month, the platform is prioritizing this and that, and it's always changing. Yeah. How do you a- approach that or advise people to like, do we need to keep switching it up or pay a lot of attention to that or not? I don't. Okay. I, don't. I, I just, I don't, I don't, it's not my ministry. Like I did not, I did not embark on this to keep people abreast of the trends. Right. I did not, I did not sign up for this to, uh, be a news anchor, right? I know what works and what I've been doing since my space um, has still been tried and true, no matter what new feature comes out or what new algorithm is changing. And that's being yourself. And that's showing up in the energy that feels good to you. And that's choosing a cadence and a frequency that is not what the gurus are asking you of, but of what your heart and your energy and your time and the lifestyle that you live. Like, I just, I don't, I don't subscribe to, to that, right? I will, I will try things, right? But it's not so much something that I would then bring back and talk about unless I know there's longevity in that. Um, and I know what I've seen has has worked and stood the test of any algorithm. Amen. Amen to that. I feel I personally feel so much better having this conversation. <laughs> Man. Well, you are joy. You are treasure, as you already know. But for those of us that want to follow up with you, they want more information. They want to connect. They want to reap the benefits of your genius. Let us know how to get in contact with you. Yeah. So my playground is Instagram or LinkedIn. Like I said, I'm getting, I'm getting my LinkedIn like things going. They're growing. Uh, but it's Jordan Guy, M J O U R D A N G U Y T O N on all platforms. So yeah, send me a DM. My DMs are open. Sometimes they're in shambles, but I still answer all of my DMs and I love connecting with everyone. Wow. I love it. Thank you. This has just been a really empowering conversation because social can sometimes feel like a science, you know, um, and we forget like there are actual human beings that we're trying to connect with and they're not just a number. Like, ooh, what were my numbers today? So I know that feels right for me. That feels a lot better for me. So love it. Well, well, thank you. And this is one of many talks. We'll be in touch. (laughs) Thank you, Kelly. Thanks so much for listening to Business Storytelling Made Easy. Are you a forward-thinking corporate leader looking to leverage the power of story to grow profits, boost awareness, and maximize impact? My agency would love to serve you. We offer workshops and consulting services that teach brands how to define and communicate their brand story. Let's connect. You can find me today on LinkedIn at Kelly D. Parker or online at kellydparker.com. Bye.